the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. As racial justice protests continue across the country, several are planned in the nation's capital today. Here's correspondent George Bonzani. Since the death of George Floyd, the focal area of the D.C. protests and the media coverage is north across the White House's front entrance in historic Lafayette Square Park, about a half a football field in size. It touches Pennsylvania Avenue's pedestrian area that was created following the 1995 Morrow Federal Building bombing, which closed Pennsylvania Avenue to vehicles. One of the Saturday protests will be scheduled at that park at dusk. Other groups plan to be at the Lincoln Memorial around noon, with other protests in the Capitol area scheduled, the most treacherous along the I-95 Beltway-Wilson Bridge, which crosses the Potomac River south of the Capitol. George Bonzani reporting. And this is SRN News. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com, and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex I'm Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back to King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I think that's the original track, Wyatt. Um, John, John, and uh, Lee built that for us. It's still a favorite of mine because that's that's the music. Um, do, I think if you look that up, that that original soundtrack is uh, from a from a band from the '60s called The Sound of Philadelphia. So, um, so out of all of your intros, would you say that one's your favorite? It is because I love that. I, I, I just love the horns. I mean, 
I don't know what it is, but for me, any any music that is rock or pop that adds horns to it, even though I can't play a horn to save my life, I'm a string player, I just adore those. <laughs> I just, just, just adore those. Uh, it, it is kind of the favorite, although although the um, the uh, operatic one has also uh, been been quite funny. Hey, I want to point out one more thing before I give up on the uh, – we're doing Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. This is a special two-hour Job Saturday. I normally by this time have kind of run through things, but this was such a shock. In fact, just to prove how much of a shock it is – uh, Wyatt, play Mike McKee uh, again. Just play, just play those twenty seconds. This is how shocking. If you weren't here for the first hour, this is how shocked news announcers were at seven thirty yesterday Central Time as the jobs report was reported. John, we're uh, just waiting for the numbers to come out here, and so far what we've seen is a few numbers underneath. Here we go, unemployment. Uh, Employment, father, rose. I'm sorry, I'm a little stunned here by this number. Employment rose by 2.5 million in May, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The unemployment rate fell to 13.3%. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we're going to have to look at these numbers uh, very, uh, very deeply and see exactly what is going on here. He doesn't believe the numbers he's looking at. Well, there's plenty of reasons for that. But again, digging in, I just wanted to, before I left that two and a half million number, I wanted to point out that 345,000 of it was due to this birth death model that I mentioned at the end of the last hour. I just wanted to pull it, pull up and see what's inside that. Uh, some of that's in construction, but some of that is also in leisure and hospitality. Meaning that there are new restaurants, new ways of doing business, uh, new new food services that are being that the that BLS says are being created so that number fell by 553,000 in April but then added 345,000 in May so there's some noise in the data that come from that those birth death things um people who believe there's like a little conspiracy going on and how numbers are created um they're they're like they're like that, but um, uh, it certainly not the. It certainly strikes me as being not the case. Let me turn over down to the to the uh, household data, where uh, the civilian population that's measured here, uh, civilian labor force that's here, rose by 1.7 million workers, and the number of people employed rose by 3.8 million. And the number of people unemployed thereby fell by 2.1 million. And the number of people who are not in the labor force fell by 1.6 million. This is a very important point. There are a number of issues in the household data that kind of need to be looked at that are, that are important for us to see. The number of people who are, who are uh, uh, whose reason for their unemployment is to be that they're on temporary layoff also has to be added to it some fraction of them who rather than saying I'm looking for work someplace else or I'm a temporary layoff, there's two other options here. One I mentioned briefly discussing my wife's situation. She's actually employed but not at work. She's simply told, you stay home. Okay, you stay home. And... um but you still work for us. We're just—it's just we're not having church right now, and so they're they're recording sermons and 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 um, and uh, scripture readings, but they're not recording music at that church. I know there's some churches that are recording music. The one my daughter goes to uh, down there in uh, the the suburbs of the Twin Cities um, still has the uh, pastor playing guitar and his wife singing. I think they are they and maybe one or two other people are the only people in the church um, at that time and they've been just but they've been doing it from the from the pulpit uh, each each week 
Um, there's a lot of that. Now, apparently, we're going to be able to open up 25 and now maybe even 50% of the churches. You know, just in time for summer when the churches are usually not even half full. So, effectively, it's probably not going to be a big issue uh, on a go-forward basis. But just to point out, I want to look at I want to look at the flow of in people in this data. There was a comment that um, I think Jason Furman made uh, discussing discussing uh, the flow of people going in and out. And there's a couple ways in which we can look at this. One of them is the number of people who are uh, persons who are on temporary layoff. Um, as I've been ta- telling people, the the place to watch is the numbers the number titled in this household survey the number of people on temporary layoff which was 18.063 million in in April and 15.343 million people in May so that number went that number went down by a lot and as I look at the people who look at that group, and, and that, that measures out to about 2.7 million, that covers a lot of that 2.5, that covers more than the 2.5 million people that we've been discussing uh, as the total ad in the payroll survey. A lot of these people then came back because they were because they were um, on temporary layoff and now are called back. The number that I want to pay attention to, though, is the number of people who are permanent job losers under this in the in the serve in the household survey. Three numbers: March one point four five six million. In April, two million even two point oh 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 according to BLS. In May, 2.295 million. So if I take the the May versus March number, that's going to give me over 800,000 workers who have permanently lost their jobs in this pandemic. An 800,000 job loss, in terms of the the BLS numbers and in in the total size of the number, is adding on about a half to a full percent, about a half percent of GDP. That's 800,000 off of a base of about 140, 145 million workers. So it's adding more than about five-tenths, six-tenths, maybe seven-tenths of percent. That's the number I'm watching. I'm watching to see what happens. So off a baseline of about 1.3 to 1.4, how many of our workers say who are unemployed say I've lost my job and the job loss is permanent? My current count then is going to be over eight hundred thousand workers. Um, eight hundred and forty-one thousand. Forty no eight hundred thirty-nine thousand. Um, that that number represents the damage, the permanent long-run damage that has been done. That is not a whole lot yet. So the people are trying to argue for a V-shaped recovery. That might help us a little bit. Larry Kudlow was p- making this point on Varnian yesterday. Let's play the second Kudlow cut, p- please, Wyatt. What you're seeing is the temporary layoffs. In other words, <laughs> people were reporting that they were temporarily laid off but could return to a job as soon as the uh, uh, pandemic could slow down, as it has. And about three million people left the temporary classification to go back to work. And so that's roughly the increase in jobs uh, for May. I think the household number was 3.8 million plus and uh, payrolls were 2.5. So there you have it and the unemployment rate come down. Possibly so, Larry. Possibly so. But we need to make one additional point here. And inside the another number that we always want to look at, what I always look at, is participation rates. Okay, a lot of people focus on the labor force participation rate, which was at 6.27 in March of 2019, at 6.62.9% in May of 2019, 
and now it's 60.8% after being down to 60.2% in April. The number, But that, of course, has a lot of things happening within it. So the number I want to pay the most attention to is always that employment-to-population ratio. What share of the civilian institutional population of 260 million people in the United States? What share of them are working? That number was 60% in March. That number was 51.3% in April. That's a lot. That number came back to 52.8% in May. But there's still a long way to go. There's still 20.2 million people who I who probably would have been unemployed who who would have had a job if they were employed at the rates they were back in May of 2019. There are 20.2 million fewer workers than then. Of that group, by my calculation, 16.8 million of them are currently unemployed, waiting to go back to work, and so forth. The other 3.4 million are those that have left the labor force. That number went from 96 million, 96.8 million in March to 103.4 million in April, is now at 20 at 101.8 million. That still leaves me about three, about three million, three and a half million people who who are still not in the labor force that would have been prior to the pandemic. Those people, when they come back on, would seem to me don't have a job to go to. Now, I'm going to take a break here. When I come back, there's one more, there's one more group we need to talk about in the, in these, these data, but we're pretty close to being done with the jobs report. Trust me on this, but, there's 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 one more point that we absolutely positively have to make. We'll do it right after this King Banyan Show Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that we're offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Runners, to your mark. Set. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. One hit. Way to go, girl. At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS, the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across Minnesota every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. Think you can't afford life insurance? Think again. You might be surprised at how affordable it can be. 80% of Americans overestimate the cost of life insurance. Maybe it's time to swap a few small expenses for some big peace of mind. 
Life insurance can protect what matters most, and it's the right thing to do. Let's talk today. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Daily headlines, investing guidance, and insightful financial discussion are just a tap away with our free mobile app. Simply search for Business 1440 in the App Store, and in seconds, you'll be connected with the brightest minds in business and investing. Welcome back to King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Yeah. Glad you could be here. By the way, we will take calls. 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477. The number to call with questions or comments if you are interested in that. Um... <clears throat> I am uh, looking at uh, at, at one, the one more point, okay, about the household survey. I posted uh, during the uh, break at the top of the hour, I posted for those who listen because my, my listeners are super interested. I mean, they, they've selected this show because they like, they like getting the gory details inside data, and I, I love to give it to them too. Um. If, if my class, my old forecasting class, and it currently as a dean of the School of Public Affairs, I don't teach right now and probably won't be teaching. Uh, the, I might be teaching this coming year um, because we have, um, we have some unexpected changes in uh, the economics department. And they might, they, might need, they might need to call up uh, an, extra, an extra hand to help out with a class or two. And I always tell them, I'm your dean, but I am also still loved going into a classroom and working. I'd be happy to be there. Um, I, uh, I will, uh, tell you that if I was teaching, um, this would be the month where I would have taken the, what I tweeted at the top of the hour. Pound KBRS is how you find the Twitter feed here on the King Banyan Show. My handle at Banyan Show, every other letter is an A in Banyan. Um, a 15 page frequently asked questions about the, about the, about the employment report. To which I say, who is it that is asking these questions? Because I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be anybody who is um, who is uh, sort of the people who are doing the work on television. I don't think the Mike McKees of the of the world are are doing this particular this particular bit of uh, ed- investigating. But to say that uh, you know somebody was 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 fiddling around in here i'm not sure who it was if it was but uh must have been just i think it was justin wolfers who's a uh, professor whose whose wife uh, betsy stevenson has been also a council of economic advisors chair for president obama in the past so they kind of they and they their their twitter feeds are are good really interesting to read they're both sharp folks but they have a point of view, and they're not bashful about expressing their point of view. And and I think it was Wolfers, might have been Stevenson, but I think it was Wolfers who pointed out that, oh, hey, by the way, they have this issue where people are supposed to be listed as unemployed. If you are paid to stay, if you are employed, like my spouse, if she was to get the call and says, well, I'm employed, I'm not working right now, I'm at home. And they'll say, "Well, why are you at home if you're if you're still employed?" And there could be lots of reasons. I'm on I'm on I'm on medical leave. I'm on vacation. Um, I've been sent away for additional training. Uh, but it could be some other reason. One reason could be during during the coronavirus uh, pandemic, some businesses have chosen to pay their workers but tell them to stay home. Um, if you're a restaurant and you've taken the money from PPP and you want to keep your if you're a, if you're a uh, a high-end restaurant and you have servers who you love because they give your guests a fantastic experience those people make good money maybe 70 80,000 a year though a lot of that might be tip income 
Um, you might not be able to replace that tip income, but you can at least give them their regular salary that, that, that you pay them to be there. And you don't want to lose them because they, they really make your restaurant work really well. So you might have chosen, say, I'll send you your regular check. I'm sorry there will be no tips. It's not the tip income, but I can give you your regular salary. Stay on the side. That person might be called in the survey and find out, and you find out, yes, I'm employed. I'm not at work because my workplace is closed. They're supposed to be classified as on temporary layoff, according to BLS, and they train the interviewers, they say, who work for the census. They train the interviewers to to make that classification. The interviewers, for some reason, have not, fig- have not gotten this message, and there's nearly 5 million such people being counted as employed, but in fact should be counted as on temporary layoff. And so there was a lot of commentary on the Internet and in the, in the Twitters, in, in financial Twitter, in economics Twitter, econ Twitter, and fin Twitter saying, uh, hey, the unemployment rate really should be up over 16% because they're not counting these 5 million people properly. And to which I say, you're right. But if you're going to do that, same would have been true in April. Indeed, it looks like the miscoding or bad coding was even worse in the April survey. So some of the interviewers between April and May got it right, but a lot more simply got it wrong. BLS will not fix the data. They want to make sure they're collecting the data. They're not trying to bias the samples in one way or the other. So they leave it there. Then they leave you this 15-page FAQ to explain why it is that this is this is working the way it's working. Right? But the people are saying, well, you know, the unemployment rate is actually six, over 16%. It's not, actually, it's not 13%. Okay? So the, but they, what they can't say is the unemployment rate went up, not down. Because if you made the same adjustment they want to make to the May numbers, to the April numbers, it still looks like it came down, but just off a higher base. So you should take care. You should take care to be sure that uh, you have made that that estimate properly, right? There were eleven and a half million people. Who the the gap between April and between April twenty nineteen and April twenty twenty was seven and a half million people who might have been miscoded. In May, it looks like the miscode the excess number of workers who are listed as employed with a job but not at work went up about 4.1 million. So if we're going to do that, that number that number probably went down by more than the actual official unemployment rate went down. So, again, if I go back into go back in this data let me uh let me go back and uh, do the one last thing we always want to do in terms of the alternative measures so the official rate from 14.7 to 13.3 if you go to look at the so that's a difference of 1.4 if you go to look at the u6 rate which is the total unemployed people plus all the people who haven't, haven't looked for work in the last four weeks, but maybe looked in the last half year. People who are part-time for economic re- reasons as well. And you take all those who've had their hours cut. Okay, they want to work a full-time job, but they're working part-time. If you look at that, that number went down from 22.8 to 21.2. So that went down by 1.6% versus the 1.4% in the official number. That would indicate, that confirms, at least in my mind, that we've had the, the proper amount of adjustment to the, we've had, we, they confirmed the story we're trying to tell. The unemployment rate did really go down, no matter how many ways people want to try to cut this up. Indeed, there was this rather odd bit of of. Twitter, where yesterday Paul Krugman tried to make an argument for a little bit that the numbers are being goofed around with, that somehow 
the numbers had been corrupted by the Trump administration. And I'm just going to say right now, and, and I'm biased because I have former students, I have alums who work for BLS. I talk to a couple of them on a regular basis. Um, I tend to believe that they're, I don't think my, I don't think my alums are, are biased. And I don't actually, in, in, in at least, in only one of the cases do I think I know the politics of that person. Uh, in the other, in the other cases, and the one I still talk to, I don't even know that person's politics. I don't, it, they're just sort of, okay, do I have this, do I have this explanation right? Have I figured that out correctly? They've been in my forecasting course, so they know the kinds of questions I'm interested in. They typically answer me pretty quickly. Um, 100%. And Furman himself, Jason Furman, who again worked for President Obama, said, there is no chance, there is no chance that, that BLS was corrupted by anybody in the Trump administration. He's a person who isn't inclined to support the policies of the president, I don't, uh, my guess is he will, he's, I don't know if he's providing advice to uh, the Biden campaign, but uh, if I ran the Biden campaign, I would, I would at least be trying to make a call to Jason Furman and say, hey, can you come on with us? Uh, he's that good. Um, and, and he says, and I agree, no way in heck is that true. The economy improved. Okay, between April and May. What does that mean? We'll talk about that coming up next. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. Hope comes home with I Still Believe. You can download it now at WatchSalemMedia.com. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes the uplifting true life story of Christian music megastar Jeremy Cam. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Jeremy's hope and faith are put to the test when tragedy strikes. You're going to be healed. What if I'm not supposed to be healed? Don't say that. I Still Believe is an incredible story of musical stardom, the heights of love, the depths of loss, and the healing power of the human spirit. One love can change your life. You chose willingly to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. Witness the true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. Starring K.J. Appa, Britt Robertson, Gary Sinise, and Shania Twain. Own I Still Believe on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital now from Lionsgate at WatchSalemMedia.com. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with Instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-775-4514. 800-775-4514. That's 800-775-4514. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 
Welcome back. King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Uh, it's a good song. It's a good song. At least it's not as bad as I... Uh, not as bad as I thought it was. I initially thought. I can still listen to it. I just can't listen to it as often as it got played when it first came out. King Banyan Show, Business 1440, 651-289-4477 with a question or comment. 651-289-4477. Um, uh, glad to be with you today. Appreciate appreciate uh, the uh, all the commentary on Twitter from Don, from Jack, uh, and, so, and so forth, uh, from Frank. Um, uh, Brad, yeah, just go sit over there. Uh, Mitch Berg on today, 1 to 3, also on our sister station, AM 12A, The Patriot, part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, what was once one for a long time now has been three. What was once one channel, of course, one station is now two. Um, the Narn Empire continues to expand and expand and expand. So what does it mean to have this have this information? Well, let me run you through the fact that Frankly, I thought there was more good news out there than just the jobs report. Um, the non-manufacturing uh, purchasing managers index, the uh, Institute for Supply Management Services index, um, rose uh, rose by more than uh, expected to forty five point four. Now, that for, that number is always a, its break even is at fifty, but it was. Uh, it was uh, it it was uh, a decent report. They said respondents remain concerned about the ongoing impact of the coronavirus. Additionally, many respond respondents' respective companies are hoping and or planning for resumption of business. I think what we saw yesterday with Governor Walls announcing his move to phase three, which I thought was a little bit quicker than I had thought it might be before. I thought there'd be like another what be one more or two more weeks before he'd be willing to go that far. So they're looking at the data where they have a lot more testing going on. They're looking at the uh, at the information and it's saying to them, you know, we probably can go ahead and and do some additional things. But to the jobs report, the 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 Atlanta Fed has yet to um, incorporate the the uh, jobs report into its GDP now cast to it to its GDP now estimate of real GDP growth, it took the earlier estimates in, including the uh, that non-manufacturing number, which I thought was a good number. If I go back and look at the uh, at the at the at the manufacturing number, that number was a little bit worse than we thought we would be, it would be. This is where my cons- where my concerns are. Where has the destruction happened in the manufacturing sector? Where has the destruction happened in retail? In retail, there's going to be a lot of destruction in leisure and hospitality. But for me, restaurants that got caught out. I mean, and there are, there's going to be a lot of restaurants that close that are trying to reopen right now, and the fact that they're going to get to open inside just now is, is fine. The, the, the question is not whether or not they're open. The question is who's going to go, right? I I would be happy to vi- – I have friends I would like to visit with where the visit would be at a bar sitting around a table enjoying a beverage or two. It's going to be a while before that happens. And remember – when you have a restaurant that has a bar in it, if you look at the profitability of this, I, I should tweet this to you. Uh, um, look at the profitability of these of these restaurants. They are far more often making money on the alcohol side than they do on the food side. Indeed, in, it, I, and I think this is true in a lot of places, but I'm most familiar with the city of St. Cloud. Its regulation of alcohol licenses because we're a college town there's there's a there's actually a cap on the number of licenses available for al- for for the sale of on-site alcohol and for that 
there's a requirement that you have to make a certain amount of your money through the sale of food. So you have to try to push food out the door along with that. The, the, what you know from this particular fact is that the food industry, the, the food side of the business, makes less money for you than the alcohol side. But what's going to happen now? Even if the restaurant is open and its bar is open, right? I, it's a very quiet bar where I walk in and have six feet between me and anybody else at the bar. Right? That means I'm only seating somebody at every third chair and in that busy point where people are trying to squeeze between other people to get the bartender's attention. None of that can happen now. None of that can happen now. So I, 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 I'll, I'll tweet that to you. But go, let me go back to this. The, the manufacturing and the non-manufacturing sectors. So at the Atlanta Fed right now, they, their last number was put up on Thursday, the day before the day before the jobs report, and including information on international trade and including auto sales numbers, including for, for uh, uh, May, including construction spending and so forth, their number was at 53.8% fall of second quarter GDP from 51.2% on May 29th. Now, on May 29th, the number from the New York Fed was at 35.5%. They have moved in this last week from 35.5 to 25.4% decline in GDP. And we think it's possible that the June numbers are going to be even better. All right. Let me play a couple more clips from you here for you here. This again, Jason Furman. Uh, let's play the second clip, uh, Wyatt. This is Jason Furman yesterday, right after the release of the jobs report on uh, CNBC. The one thing that is a little bit discouraging um, in this report, and there's a lot to be encouraged about in this report, is the number of people on temporary layoff fell by 2.7 million in May. That means the entirety of the job gains was people being recalled. Okay. And in some sense, We'd still have a very, right. very high unemployment rate, point. even if everyone was You made that point. Right. You made that point, and we made that point here. There's still 15.5 million people to go. How many of them will come off, will go back to work in June? In this coming week, which, as we pointed out, this coming week is the week in which we're going to do the measurement. In this coming week, how many of that 15 million-plus people who are on temporary layoff We'll go back to work. That will tell us how many, how much further this number goes down. Right, right after him, Michael Strain, uh, an economist at the American Enterprise Institute, um, also had this comment to make. Go ahead and play the Strain comment, please. You know, when I look into the details of the report, I receive, I see large job gains in leisure and hospitality industries, large job gains in retail trade. These are sectors where people engage in a lot of in-person interaction. And it looks like sectors where people engage in in-person interaction are coming back uh, maybe a month faster than I, I would have thought. It sounds like a month faster than, than Jason would have thought. Um, but they're coming back. And the lockdown orders apparently had an effect. They've been lifted in many states. When you lift the lockdown orders, people go back and do things that require interacting with another human being to do. And we're seeing employment gains in those sectors. Uh, great, great. Let's uh, let's take a call here. Uh, this is uh, uh, Ron in Eden Prairie, I believe, uh, on the line. Uh, good morning, Ron. Good morning. Um, you were talking about restaurants and people coming back, and yeah. um, I I ride my bike, and so kind of out of curiosity, I've been riding around restaurants in Eden Prairie and the malls. Um, you know, Crave, Wildfire at Eden Prairie Mall, Champs. Yep. Um, I rode down Lake Street um, to the uh, Floyd areas. Uh, every patio that I dro- rode by uh, was packed. And we went to uh, Ike's uh, for dinner last night. 
um, that you couldn't even get on a waiting list to get on their patio. Parking lot was about as full as normal. And uh, we take our own table and chairs. Um, so we just did uh, carry out and they uh, ate out in the grass outside the restaurant. But the whole time we were there, people were just lining up and waiting to get in. Right. I think that's, I think that's, that's great. I, you know, and, and I, Ron, here's what, here's my question. How many relative to the number of tables they have and the number of tables they can turn in inside the restaurant without worrying about the pandemic, how many tables do they have outside and how long does it take to turn a table? Right. Because it's, it's a, it's a flow question, right? It's a flow question. Right. And I, and that's right. the part that that's the part that I'm concerned about uh, for restaurants. And I think what they're going to find, I think what they're going to find is they're going to have to adjust their adjust their uh, models because they're going to figure out, wait, I can't make as much money on this and get make as much money on that. And some of them in the process of doing that will simply just run out of cash and they're going to they're going to they're going to they're going to be in big trouble. But I think there's yeah. going to be others. I think there's going to be others who. Uh, who have this figured out and do it well. I think it's great, Ron, that uh, you take a, you know, it's what I actually did the same thing. Uh, I have I have a couple of friends I like to have coffee with, and we all agreed we were going to bring uh, bring lawn chairs over and sit sit on the median uh, in this parking lot outside of a Starbucks and chat. And we had a lovely coffee and watched the sun come up uh, the other day, and it was, it was just awesome. Uh, <laughs> it was just great. Uh, but... Yeah. Um, it's not going to. It's not going to happen to a lot of folks. I, I mean, so I think the question is, is you know, the the one thing you said that that gave me some encouragement was the parking lot looked as full as ever. What share of those people were doing takeout versus uh people people uh, sitting there, right? Oh, what? yeah, I would say probably eighty percent sitting there, twenty percent takeout. Yeah. Um, at, at, and this was Ike's, this you know, this, which is a little bit. You know, more upscale. If I was riding by the the uh, uh, drive-through places and whatever, the drive-through line was obviously a lot longer than anybody sitting out at the right. table outside of it. Um, right. One other thing: um, original Pancake uh, House in Eden Prairie's put up a tent in their parking lot uh, where they can because they don't have much outside, and so they've been, uh, increased their uh, uh, physical distancing uh, space that they could serve in. So, and that's happening everywhere. I we got tents all over St. Cloud. Uh, I mean, because that because they've been fairly restrictive in in terms of patio dining on you know on street. So if you have a if you have a parking lot, you weren't supposed to be able to do that. They've suspended the rules. So that right. suspension of the rules is now is now trying to help those restaurants out. Um, but they, they, they've had to negotiate that. You know, I think that's, I think that's certainly true. Hey, Ron, I got to run to a break. So thank you so much for, for calling in, uh, uh, six, five, one, two, eight, nine, four, four, seven, seven, the number to call. Thank you for the call. Six, five, one, two, eight, nine, four, four, seven, seven. You are listening to the King Banyan show on business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Wally Langfellow, Eric Nelson, Minnesota Score Magazine, Minnesota Score Radio, time for the two-minute score. Well, Wally, the Twin Cities, the state of Minnesota, the U.S., has been shaken to its very core by the George Floyd tragedy. And as we move forward, we're all trying to figure out a way to make this world a better place. I think on a micro level, looking at our local sports teams, uh, I would hope and expect that they all step up in some way, shape, or form and find a way to honor George Floyd's memory with meaningful dialogue and interaction with the community, uh, specifically the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Vikings, uh, the Gophers, the Twins, the Wild, uh, Minnesota United. Uh, I believe they will all step up. They all have strong marketing departments. I, I think the people in positions of power recognize this. This is ground zero where the Floyd incident happened. And I think the local sports teams have a chance to step up and be a bridge to the community and make things better. So the question then becomes, and I don't necessarily disagree with you, how to do that? What concrete things can be done going forward to try and make a difference do you have maybe athletes within each of those franchise that steps forward and takes the lead on it 
Maybe you have a Carl Anthony Towns who steps up and you know goes into the community and maybe creates a situation where um, he's bridging a gap between uh, young African-American youth and the police. Maybe he has some sit-downs. Good idea to get Carl Anthony Towns in the room because the kids will be there. And then maybe that's an opportunity to, to bring, you know, some of the Minneapolis Police Department in there so that they learn about each other, so that they can grow from this instead of just looking in the rearview mirror and saying, well, we just have to move on. Hopefully things like that will happen. Minnesota Score Radio Saturdays at noon on AM 1440. Looking to disinfect? American Pressure has solutions for you. In stock, we've got our MDM 1500, our mobile disinfecting cart, featuring a four-wheel, easy-to-maneuver cart, 50-foot of hose, and a high-pressure pump for great misting action. Call us today at 763-521-4442 to find out more. Business 1440 has listeners all over the nation, so we make it as convenient as possible to listen in. Hear honest and professional financial insight by streaming us on iHeartRadio, the TuneIn app, our Facebook page, or at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, final segment. One of the questions I got asked and am continuing to be asked about this is, does this show, is this going to continue to be an issue, um, this unemployment with uh, unemployment insurance claims? And what's likely to happen? Because there's a... There's a need for a bill, or there's a need being cited for a bill, and of course, uh, the the U.S. Congress, the House, passed a uh, passed a three trillion dollar bill for additional um, stimulus spending, and there's a there's a large argument going on right now whether to extend or to end unemployment insurance. The argument to not end unemployment insurance being, well. If it runs out in July, then all those people, oh my gosh, all those people, what will happen? Well, if the economy's reopening, maybe it'll turn out pretty well. Um, indeed, here's uh, Austin Goolsby. It seems to be a day for former Obama advisors. Actually, Goolsby, I think, actually advised Joe Biden uh, during his time as vice president. Uh, but this is Austin Goolsby yesterday on uh, Bloomberg talking about whether or not that bill, whether or not there would be a bill being passed. Let's go ahead and play that cut. This took a little bit of the wind out of the sails of saying it's really quite imperative that we get in. The unemployment rate is astoundingly high, remains even after this month, the highest in almost a century. Um, you saw the White House and the White House's allies say, oh, well, this is a sign that we don't need to extend some of these uh, some of these rescue programs. And so that probably means it's going to end up like everything else in a big partisan food fight. And it probably adds some uncertainty and delay to to what that relief might be. Well, I'll tell you what the relief shouldn't be. It probably shouldn't be the inclusion or the extension of the unemployment insurance. And this was predicted many, many, many years ago by those famous economists, the Marx Brothers. Go ahead and play that. What do you fellas get an hour? Oh, for playing, we get $10 an hour. I see. What do you get for not playing? $12 an hour. Well, clip me off a piece of that. Now, for rehoisting, we make special rate. That's a $15 an hour. That's for rehoisting? That's a for rehoisting. And what do you get for not rehoisting? You couldn't afford it. <laughs> you see, if we don't rehoist, so we don't play. And if we don't play, that runs into money. If we don't play, of course, from Animal Crackers, uh, the 1930 uh, Marx Brothers movie. Um, if we don't play, that runs us into money. You're seeing, I'm hearing, hearing from a number of people that 
part of the issue of hiring additional hiring your workers back is they would rather stay out and receive six hundred dollars a month. I think you're going to ha- want to flip this around the other way. What would what would a rational economist say would would be the solution to this problem? Well, how about if we say to them, you could keep some of that money if you went back to work. So rather than take you from six hundred to zero. For the following 90 days, if you go back to the job you had before, or if you take a new job, and you're receiving that 600, that 600 plus, your, plus whatever your state's unemployment benefits are, we're going to leave $450 a week with you, but it's going to be for 90 days, and that's it. Right? You now have an incentive to actually go back to work. Right? Because... The 150 plus the, the state's benefit, uh, the state benefits would go away, but you'd replace that with your earned income. Those workers would go back a lot faster. A wage subsidy of this kind to help businesses bring those workers back, which has been suggested by uh, Senator Rob Portman um, uh, for, uh, from Ohio, would be a far more effective way of continuing this this recovery and moving it forward than anything that's been proposed so far. I agree with Goolsby on this point. This fight's about to get political. The states need something. I, I tweeted to you that, in fact, the state of Illinois has borrowed money from the Federal Reserve. Never has this happened before. Never has a state had access to a lending facility from the Federal Reserve to finance current spending. But it's a sign. There are states out there that really need the money. Rather than using the money to extend current unemployment insurance, stand it on its head, and provide a wage subsidy, because what we want to do is we want to get people back to work rather than to encourage them to continue to stay away and run into money by not practicing. Hey, thank you for a great job Saturday here. Thank you, Wyatt, for your, your, your musical talents and, and the pressing the ones and twos there. Thank you for the participation on Twitter as well. We'll be back with you next week with another edition of the King Banyan Show here on Business 1440. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I've come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking relief factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking relief factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com, and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from Conception. More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity sports have to inspire us, to unite us. 
Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Minnesota high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school, High School Sports. Games are being played this weekend at a Minnesota high school near you. Okay, everybody, who's in? This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activity 